Riverside. We've got a special episode today, man. We have are taking our first shot at bringing in some star-studded guest lineup. What happens when you bring a public school educator, a warehouse guy, a farmer guy, and a construction guy all into the same garage take studio? Well, some magic happens, and we are here to bring some fantasy football takes your way. And I'm going to promise you right now, whatever we say, you're going to want to go the opposite direction. We are, uh, we're happy today to be joined by Dylan and Clayton. And as always, I'm stuck with Brant being on the call. St- start with you, Brant. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm really glad to get these uh, two other guys in here. Um, I'm no fantasy football expert, and I don't pretend to be, but I know that's the route we're going down today. So uh, sure. let's see what they got, man. For sure. And, and just so everybody is clear, Brant is correct when he says he's not an expert. Brant actually was what I like to call that guy in our league who showed up on auto draft um, and let the computer make his pick. So when he says he's not an expert, he is not joking anybody. Um, Dylan, how are you, man? Can you unmute yourself? I'm doing good, man. Good, man. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy you're here. And uh, dude, you're in your you're in your garage, too, man. You came ready. Ah, dude, there's no better place to do garage takes than in your garage. That's just awesome. And, and I see you got the football in the background. This is perfect, yep. man. And uh, Clayton, welcome, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Dave. How are you? Man, I am doing good. I'm pumped, excited to be here, glad to have you guys with us. Let's uh, Let's hop right into this. So, first of all, we're all, I mean, right now we're recording this on a Sunday, and in about a week or so, everybody's going to be doing their fantasy football drafts, whether they want to or not on Labor Day weekend. It seems to kind of be that 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 weekend that drafts start to happen. And I want to know your guys' just overall strategy when drafting. Um, do, you, do you draft the best player available? Obviously, in the first couple of rounds, you do that. But as the draft goes on, are you always taking the best player available? Are you filling out your roster? Like, are you making sure you get your running backs, your wide receivers, your tight ends, your flex spot, and then building out your bench from there? Or if you see a guy that's that's a stud, even if the position's already filled, you're going to go in and, and, and take him. Or are you somebody that just, you're going to draft your favorite players? Like, it doesn't, because some people do that. They're like, I want to... I want to draft DeAndre Swift because I got to watch the Lions every Sunday at one o'clock. So uh, I'm going to go Swift and um, probably take Jamison Williams too later on. So I'll start with you, Dylan. What what's your overall strategy when doing a fantasy football draft? Um, like you said, like I start off with the best available, and then if so happens somebody drops to me, then I'm taking that dude. Um, your draft is fluid. Don't reach if you don't want to, but if you want to reach, go get your guy. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree with that. What about you, Clayton? Uh, typically, I'll go with, uh, you know, running back first, maybe even two rounds in a row. Um, okay. I pretty much just go with the flow of the draft. If I see, you know, everyone else going with a guy, uh, let's say like a tight end or something, I might jump in in there and get one before they're all gone. Yep. That's a that's a solid point, um, and actually, that's a, that's something that I didn't even think of that I often do too. Especially like if a draft starts like really running back heavy, like some of the wide receivers who are supposed to go early all of a sudden don't go early, and you're like, 
I need to get a running back while there's still somebody left. I mean, I think that's a, a good point. To Dylan's point, it is fluid, right? Like, you got to be ready to kind of change on your feet there. Brant, what about you? Yeah, Dave, I really don't have a strategy. Whoever's left there, I'm just going to be snapping up. Uh, no, uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, no I, I was going to give you a laughing <laughs> thing, but it, it wasn't even funny because you know it actually irritates me how you, how you operate your fantasy football Listen, team. Listen though, I always I always subscribe to running back is is always in the first two rounds. I feel like I like to go back to back running back to start off the draft, unless just a, a can't miss receiver like maybe Tyreek Hill has been there over years, like in the in the top five picks or something like that. But it's usually running back, running back for me, man. Okay, so. My next question is this. So anybody who's looked at recent mock drafts or kind of starting to plan out what your fantasy draft might look like, most number one and number two picks go in the order of Jonathan Taylor and then Christian McCaffrey. Um, Maybe it doesn't, but most mock drafts would have those two guys going number one and number two in that order. But my question is to you guys, what happens after that? So JT's off the board, CMC's off the board. Let's say you're at like that number three, number four, number five pick. You've got guys like Derrick Henry left. You've got Austin Eckler. You've got, if you want to go wide receiver, you start getting into Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase. Delvin Cook is still out there. What do you do once those two guys are off the board? Um, and I'll go reverse this time. Brian, I'll start with you. Who do you go? Uh, I'm staying away from Derrick Henry this year. I do know that. Um, you know, I have seen other other people take like Tyreek Hill this early and stuff like that. And I, I just, I, I feel like I'm staying away from players more than I'm going to grab somebody. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know outside of that, Dave. I just know who I'm not taking that early. Okay. Maybe Dalvin cook, I guess then at, at three. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Clayton, what about you, man? Uh, I do like Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah, he was injured for half the season last year, but he was still a top 10 back. Um, yep. Another guy that probably will fall to you there that I really like is Joe Mixon. I think uh, he's going to have a really good year this year. They got uh, upgrades on the offensive line, and the receivers are so good that uh, they're not going to be able to stack the box against them. Yeah, that that's fair, and – Joe Mixon had a great year last year too, and the Bengals are kind of a hot team right now to to hop on. I like that that uh the little X factor pick there because you don't see I haven't seen Joe Mixon mock that early, but I don't hate that hate that pick right there. Um, and you're right, I mean Derrick Henry, he's not getting any younger, but he's also never disappointed. Yeah, last year his body he did I think he was dealing with an ankle issue or something like that, but he was still a stud when he was out there. He hasn't shown any signs of regressing, although history would show that this may be the time that that starts to happen. He does have one of the best running backs in the league that was drafted, Hassan Haskins, go blue, um, playing behind him. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see, but I, I, I like that. What about you, Dylan? Um, it honestly depends on what type of league I'm in. Um, if I'm in a keeper, I'm going to take Austin Eckler. Um, he's younger than Derrick Henry, uh, and he's also conscious of his usage. So as a fantasy player and going forth, I want him to be healthy as long as possible. Um but if it's redraft, I'm taking Derrick Henry just because he's going to have all that usage at Tennessee. Well, I, I think what's interesting is another thing, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but like I hear the name Austin Eckler, and he had a great, I mean, I think he had like 20 TDs or something last year, had a great year. But I've been burned by Austin Eckler before. Like a couple years ago, I got burned by Austin Eckler. He got hurt, he played like four or five games, and 
it's one of those things where I just say, like, people don't forget. Like, I don't forget. I, and I, I have a hard time, like, going and jumping and getting a guy like Eckler, who's probably, like, a really good pick right there. But I've been burned. So, I go ahead, Brant. You want to hop in? You, yeah, you got fantasies to stain? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> like, I do, man. I'm not going back to that well. Yeah, I do have that with Saquon Barkley, though. Uh, right. That's another guy that I just cannot, just cannot get on that bandwagon because I've been burnt too many times by that dude. For sure, yeah. I, I'm definitely that guy that's like, or I should say like that girl that something happened two years ago and I'm bringing that up two years down the road. Like, I literally, I haven't forgotten that and I'm not going to drop it, so. Wow. <laughs> he went there. Right. All right, man. So, I want to go to the, the wide receivers and I mentioned them earlier, so we kind of talked like running backs right there. There seems to be a trio of receivers and I did not include Devontae Adams in this just because... I mean, we can talk about Devontae, but he's been mocked more towards the end of the first round, early second. But Cooper Cup, who was like a fantasy stud last year with Matt Stafford, Justin Jefferson, and then uh, Jamar Chase. Those three guys on the board, let's just say you're picking at like number five, number six, and you got your shot at all three of those. Who's your pick out of those three and why? Start with uh, with you, Dylan. Um, I'm taking Jefferson. Um Chase is calling himself better than Jefferson, and Jefferson's taking that personally. Um, Cup is great, but I just don't think that he'll repeat what he did last year. I mean, it's been 20 years since somebody did that. That's fair. They all And they also added Allen Robinson, too, who I see he's got, like, we know he's been in Chicago for years with no quarterback to throw him the football, so I think that's kind of intriguing, too. That may take some, some looks away from him. What about you, Clayton? Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with any of them. Um, I'm not going to take Cup out of those three just because he's older. And like Dylan said, I, I don't see him repeating those numbers. I would take uh, Jefferson as well just because I think Minnesota is going to have to throw the ball a ton this year to stay in games. Yeah, all right. Fair point. Brant? Yeah, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. Um, I think Thielen's going to lose a step maybe this year. Um, he could be that main target that uh, Kirk's just going to over and over and over again. And I don't, I don't care for Cooper Cup either this year. Um, I mean, it's so hard to have back-to-back seasons like that. It's just honestly uh, craziness. Um, so I, I'll go with Je- I'll go with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Just quickly on that, Dave. Uh, until they really fix that offensive line, like I, I don't know how how durable Joe Burrow is going to be. I mean, obviously an outstanding season last year, but I'm not fully bought in on that O line yet. Right, they did bring in some moves this off season to address it, but you're but you're right. Yeah, I, I think that uh, that that O line is a question mark. I mean, Jamar Chase has a just crazy crazy upside. You also got T. Higgins there. Um, Joe, Joe Mixon gonna get the ball a lot. Like they're they're pretty they're pretty stacked. So I, I'm probably on the Justin Jefferson train there as well. If I had to to choose out of those three, let's go. To, so I want to shift to running backs for a second. Um, and outside of the first round, so you get into the second round and you've got a slew of running backs available. And this is really when you start to see guys fall. The dominoes really start to fall when you get into the second round. You got guys who are trying to stack and get their second running back. Somebody maybe took a cup of Jefferson or a chase in the first, and now they need to grab a running back. You've got guys that are going to be available to you depending on where you pick. And so you've got guys like Aaron Jones. You've got Chubb, Leonard Fournette, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Saquon, um, amongst other guys as well. But 
who sticks out to you in what I like to call like that second tier of running backs in that in that second round? Brant, I'll st- start with you. Uh, Aaron Jones, I'll stick with him. I just feel like he's going to get so much usage too. Devontae being gone, that's going to help a ton, I think. Um, and he's just going to be, uh, especially a PPR league, I feel like. Um, I mean, A.J. Dillon might sneak a couple touchdowns from him, but other than that, I think Aaron Jones is just going to have major usage. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Clayton, what about you, man? Uh, I want to go Kamara. He's been a top 10 running back every year he's been in the league. Um, but I know he's got some legal troubles. Uh, so with that, I would probably take a chance on DeAndre Swift. I'm hoping as a Lions, Lions fan that this is his uh, breakout season. I like that. I Swift is sneaky right there for sure. I'm, I'm very If he can stay healthy, I'm very intrigued by him. You brought up the one thing, the one asterisk next to Kamara's name. I mean, anybody who does fantasy football – Loves getting Alvin Kamara on your team. He does have some legal troubles that are out there. Most recently, I saw that those could subside at least through this season until they get that figured out. That's the last that I saw. But, man, that always makes you hesitant when you're taking somebody in the second round like that. What about you, Dylan? Um, Yeah, my list would be Swift, Kamara. Um, With the legal troubles of Kamara, I think they're pushing those off, like you said. Uh, But I think Swift could be that 1,000-yard receiving, 1,000 yard rushing back this year with that offense line yeah whoa that's a hot take for garage takes right there <laughs> lump them oh. into uh yeah, there you go run yeah. it because uh yeah dylan you are a lions believer my guy <laughs> uh, i don't know i tried right. switching teams a while back but I think that uh, I, I think Leonard Fournette is a sneaky pick towards the end of the second round. Now, if I'm at the beginning of the second, I don't love Leonard Fournette right there. But Fournette quietly, I think he put like RB6 numbers up last year, if I saw correctly. So, I mean, you've got Tom Brady back celebrating his 55th birthday. He's, I mean, <laughs> they got to run the ball at some point. And, and Leonard Fournette is... Is a good. He's a solid. Like he may not be the name that you're like. Oh, like you may not love selecting draft to get Leonard Fournette, but he's gonna be a pretty good player for you. And then, man, I just gotta touch on on Saquon. Remember, I said people don't forget. I have been burned by Saquon so many times, and I never learn. And I can already see myself if he's there at the end of the second round. I can already see myself just clicking draft because I'm buying. Everything I see out of the Giants camp is Saquon's about to have himself a year. Um, Danny Dimes won't throw more than like 80 yards a game. So, Brant, I know you've been bit by the Saquon bug too. Yeah, it's like 2 a.m. You're kind of looking around the bar. Who's left in the end of the second round? (laughs) There is Saquon sitting by himself in a booth. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I'm going to hop on this train again. Yeah, you know, it's just so hard for me to believe it. And plus, Dave, aren't the Giants just a dumpster fire still? Like, I don't think they've done enough to address everything. I think Tibbs could be be an outstanding player for them. And they obviously drafted uh, an offensive lineman, I think Evan Neal. But outside of that, I, I just don't think they had the playmakers to go along with Saquon to where he could be busting out into a featured role. Yeah, I, I agree. But so, yeah, I, I'm totally there with you. It's just I, I know when he – I'll be shocked if a guy like Saquon makes it into the, the third round. And I know that I'm going to have a hard time passing up on him, especially if I draft at the early first and I'm there at the end of the second. Hard name to pass up on, but I, I completely agree with you. So what about some sleeper picks? 
Um, and I'm going to ask you guys about rookies later on here. Um, so n- not not that you can't list rookies here as well, because I think they can kind of double dip into these two categories. But sleeper picks to keep an eye on this year. And I know I, I should have opened and said this. Three out of the four of us on this call are in the same fantasy football league. Um, Clayton, <laughs> we got to get you into our into our league. But, man, me, Dylan, and Brant are in the same league. And you're kind of like, Dylan, you said this ahead of time. Like, man, I'm going to give you guys all my secrets or what my thoughts are. Um, I kind of feel it feels a little dirty. It does. It feels a little dirty throwing this out there. But um, I want to I want to start with you uh, first, Dylan, and I'm going to take notes so that I can take these guys before you take them. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start off with Isaiah McKenzie, slot receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Um, Cole Beasley put up 100 targets a year over the past three years, which is insane. Ooh, I He's like gone. this pick. Yeah, He's I like gone. it. They brought in Jameson Crowder, but I'm taking youth and upside. Um, last year when, when McKenzie came in for Beasley, it was week 16, 12 receptions, 125 receiving yards, and a touchdown. I'm taking that. Yeah. Wow, I like that. That that's a I like that pick a lot. And you're right, Jamison Crowder. They did pick him up, but it sound everything that I've read says this is McKenzie's job to lose right now. I I, I like that pick. Anybody else you want to touch uh, on? I'll go with Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> He's under, you know, <laughs> Urban Meyer's greasy fingers. They're gone. Like. <laughs> uh, um, but he's got his running back from college back. I think that's going to be legit. They brought in Christian Kirk, paid him a bunch of money. I think Christian Kirk's got a pretty good shot at, you know, putting up some good numbers this year. And then and Marvin Jones. Yes, yeah, and Marvin Jones. Can't forget him. <laughs> uh, right, right, and, right. Uh, I'll touch with Kenneth Gainwell, uh, Miles Sanders with his injuries, his hamstring issues. Boston Scott's there, but Gainwell's got the youth and he's got the receiving work. I, I think that's. That's my sleepers. Ooh, I like that. Those are those, those are a few good ones right there. Clayton, what about you, man? Oh, go ahead, Dylan. No, what are you saying? saying? You're welcome. <laughs> oh yeah. No, oh, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much, Clayton. What about you? Who are some sleepers that you got your eye on? Well, at the quarterback position, uh, I got Derek Carr. Obviously, they added uh, Devontae Adams, and right now he's ranked at 14. I could see him being a top eight quarterback this year. Um, as far as like that, as far as running backs go, um, I like Cam Akers. I think if he stays healthy, he's going to have a big year. Do you have any questions about him splitting touches? Obviously, we know he had the torn Achilles, but then he came back at the end of last year, which was just wild. You have any concerns about him having to split touches with like Daryl Henderson back there, or you you think that he's going to get the bulk of that load? Uh, I think probably starting out at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't be surprised if they're splitting touches. But uh, from everything I've heard, he's he's lead back, and he's going to be getting most of the the touches for sure. Okay, sounds good. Brant, what about you? Yeah, Dave, I might steal yours here. I feel like Tony Pollard is going to have an outstanding year for the Cowboys. Um, I think Zeke's going to see less touches this year, and Tony's going to see more. Um, I think he's just got that burst that the Cowboys haven't had um, consistently over the last few years that they're going to be looking for. Um, and I've got a couple others, but I, they fall under the rookie category, so I'm going to stay away from that. Fair enough. Um, I the, the sleeper picks I that I have here are a little bit more like less of a sleeper, if you will. I, the sleeper that I'm taking are, are guys that I think are just going to fall outside of that, like, 
high tier of like a wide receiver or running back that I've got my eye on. First would be Brandon Ayuk uh, for the 49ers. He has not lived up to his potential, and we know Debo stole the uh, the spotlight last year, but I really think that Brandon Ayuk and everything I've read and heard about this year, it sounds like he's due for a breakout season, and you just never know in that San Francisco offense. Um, definitely will be curious to see how Trey Lance performs this year in his sophomore-slash-rookie season, but Brandon Ayuk is, is a guy um, also – just sticking with the 49ers like Elijah Mitchell to me is a pretty safe pick he I know he was like a fifth or a sixth round pick and then last year he became the guy in San Francisco I know he sat out this preseason Um, he's going to be ready to go for week one he may not be somebody you're like smacking the table about pumped to get Elijah Mitchell but I think he's going to be a really safe RB2 or even a flex guy for you that I would keep your eye on and then uh, Dylan you mentioned Trevor Lawrence got his got his running back well, Travis Etienne, man, I mean, he did not play last year due to an injury, but he is back, and, man, it, it's hard not to see him and Trevor at least kind of gathering back some of that magic that they had together at Clemson. Um, what about, so on the flip side of this then, so those are sleepers that you have an eye on, bust picks to just stay away from. This could be personal to you. Maybe may, I've shared some of mine, guys that have burnt me, Austin Eckler, Saquon has He's bit me in the past. but Or it could just be guys that you're like, eh, I see him going a lot higher. He looks overvalued from what I'm seeing. I'm staying away from him. Um, let's start, let's go right back to you, Brant. I'll go uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I feel like that's just one of I like those that guys. one. Yep, yeah, I'm with you. I, you know, last year his fantasy value just dipped so much. I, I feel like they're looking for different options already in that backfield. And another one I got my eye on that I'm staying away from. I know I touched on the Derrick Henry thing. That's a completely different thing. I don't think he's going to be a fantasy bust, but I, I do think with his injury and, and, and pass and stuff like that, it could be a problem. But anyway, I'll uh, I'll go Cordell Patterson. I, I think that he's going to lose that job in Atlanta, and it's going to be that rookie um, all Geiger yeah. or whatever that yeah, ends up. Yeah. I, I, he's from BYU. I know that. Uh, I watched him play uh, for yeah. BYU. Anyway. I, I just think that Cordell Patterson is one you want to stay away from. He's got high boss potential. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that, like, he won people fantasy leagues last year, right? So, like, yeah. him, Debo, like, these guys that the they were the studs rule, last year. And, and normally what happens, Brandon, I'm glad you brought up Cordell Patterson. Normally what happens is these guys get overvalued this next year. Somebody badly wanted to be the guy who got him off the waiver last year, and they weren't. And they're like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him for my team this year." And then he ends mm-hmm. up being about half of what he was. So that, that's a solid pick there. What about uh, what about you, Clayton? I got James Conner. Um, outside of mm-hmm. the outside of the 15 touchdowns he had last year, his numbers really weren't that great, and I really don't see him putting up 15 touchdowns again. And then uh, yeah. AJ Brown. Yep. Ooh, that was one of mine. Yeah. yeah. Why Why A.J. Brown? Because I, I have my reasons, but everything you read about, right, says like A.J. Brown has been has been clicking with Jalen Hurts. He's had a great camp. Why are you staying away from A.J. Brown? Be- simply because Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. I mean. Yeah. Yes, I was hoping you would say that because Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts. Yeah. yeah. The guy threw 16 touchdowns last year. Had, uh, oh, who's the rookie they drafted? Devonte Smith yep. last year. Yep. Yeah, and I don't know. Nothing really worked out for him, so I, I just do the same. Yeah, I 
A.J. Brown was one of mine for that exact reason. Those two reasons. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. Devontae Smith is still there. I also think for a guy like Jalen Hurts, if he's going to throw a touchdown, probably going to fall to like a running back or like Godare, someone, somebody like that. Um, I don't think he can utilize the uh, the potential that A.J. Brown could could give them, but we'll see. Um, Brian, it hurts me to say it, man, but not really because he was an Ohio State guy. Um, Zeke. I am staying away from Zeke this year as a Cowboys fan. Um, he He's not getting any younger. Tony Pollard is getting a lot of love. He's going to be catching the ball a lot. I think you're going to see Zeke start to continue to dial back his carries. He'll probably still be the goal line back. I don't hate him as a pick, but I'm personally staying away from him. Um, and then two other guys, Antonio Gibson. This is just for the listeners who are like listening to this as like, trying to get some last-minute advice before you do your draft. Antonio Gibson has been RB1 in Washington, but he is in the Ron Rivera's doghouse and has not looked good. He's got he's fumbling the ball, and Brian Robinson looks to be that guy who's going to be RB1 in Washington. They've got Gibson returning kicks now. Um, it looks like a mess for him. I am steering clear from Antonio Gibson. And then another guy that I've seen just go really high that I personally, I mean, I see why he's going high. He was, I think he was the first running back drafted this past year, but Brees Hall, taking Brees Hall early for me, if he's there at the right spot, maybe, but man, they've got, um, his name is slipping me right now. Help me out, guys. Who's there? Uh, Michael Carter. Thank you. Michael, Michael Carter. Carter. Yeah. Michael Carter is still there. I think they even recently said that he was going to be RB1. I don't see Michael Carter going anywhere like in the first 10 to 12 rounds to be at from what I've seen anyway. And that concerns me when I see Brees Hall going in like the third round, I get it. He's an exciting running back. He was a a rookie. These are guys that, you know, have fresh legs, but man, he's also in that Jets offense and which is a mess. I know they've got a lot of weapons, but Zach Wilson looks like garbage. He's hurt to start the year. You've got Joe Flacco back there. I'm just, I'm steering clear right there. So, all right, let's go rookies here for a second. Rookies that you think will not, not from an NFL standpoint of like, they're going to make an impact this year. um, But from a fantasy perspective, who are some rookies that you guys have your eye on to make some instant fantasy impact um, that you may be able to snag like later on in the draft? Start with you, uh, Dylan. Uh, I'm gonna go with Brees Hall, just to touch. On getting that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. He did say in the right man. spot. He did say it in the right spot <laughs> at the right time. No shots fired, man. I like this that. Follow that up. We're off the. Tell charts. me why. I mean, measurables with Delvin Cook and Saquon Barkley. I mean, you can't go wrong. Um, yep. I think he'll beat out Michael Carter for the lead role. It might. I do too. Games. I do too. Um. But it's just, what do you see with that Jets offense, like you said? That's tough. And then secondly, yep. I'll go with Chris Olave. Um, it's gross. I hate Ohio State. Um, but besides George Pickens, he was my favorite wide receiver coming out of college. Um, Olave's just going to get open. He always has, and I think he's going to do good in Saints. You know? Just a s- smooth route runner, can catch the ball, and we have had to watch him for far too <laughs> yeah. long, it seems, at Ohio State. So, yeah, can't, uh, can't disagree with that. It will be interesting with uh, them getting another Buckeye back in Michael Thomas if he plays more than like a half a game this year. 
that will be interesting to, to see. Um, they also got Jarvis Landry there. It's kind of a loaded wide receiver room, um, but I but but I would agree with that. What about what about you, Clayton? Rookies that you got your eye on in terms of fantasy football? Uh, Damian Pierce for the Texans. Ah, uh, uh, you stole mine. Yes. Yeah, I think he's going to get a lot of touches. That offense is not going to be good, and I think. Yeah, like I said, he's he's just going to get the ball all game, every weekend. Fair enough. Brant? Dave, can I take Jalen Tolbert? Absolutely. It's another guy I had on my list. Yep. I figured he was. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I figured I would take him. Uh, with uh, Gallup being questionable or he's going to be missing some time, I like him. Um, I also I'll – uh, I'll take Kenneth Walker. I like his chances in Seattle to get a ton of touches – um, a chance to be a feature back there. Maybe, maybe they can throw it for 200 yards a game and it opens up a little bit of window for him. Uh, but if they're just going to be stacking the box, uh, it could be trouble if they don't figure out their quarterback situation. And Geno Smith, I, I just don't know about that. But I, I do like Kenneth Walker's potential for uh, some bus- or some boom games. For sure. I So you guys took a lot of guys that I had, had on my list, and Dylan even mentioned George Pickens. Romeo Dubs, I mentioned him uh, on a previous podcast I, out of Green Bay. I mean, he just strikes me as that guy who Aaron Rodgers has given him a ton of love. I know he was like a late-round draft pick, but who else is Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to? Alan Lazard. Like, I I just feel like Dubs, he's going to get looks, and he's playing with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So got my eye on him, and for the same reason would be a Sky Moore in Kansas City. I, I can see... Just he's playing with Patrick Mahomes, and for that reason alone, like he's a name to to keep your eye on. Um, and then the last guy um, that I'm intrigued by that I would grab late would be James Cook out of Buffalo. I don't, you know, in Buffalo they've got De- uh, Devin Singletary, who is he kind of shifted like he was going to be the guy last year, but he's not like solidified by any means. Um, and then you've got Zach Moss or whatever behind him. I. James Cook can catch the football, and I think he adds an element to that offense that Josh Allen can really get out of him. And um, yeah, we uh, we we remember him well, right from the from the college football playoffs. So James Cook is a guy I've got my eye on late. Brant, did you unmuted yourself? Did you have something to say on James? No, I do like James Cook, but I said, uh, don't forget about Zach Moss now, Dave. I do like Zach Moss. <laughs> do you? All right, that's good, man. Yeah. I hope you draft him early in our league. That <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> or maybe well, your auto draft will have yeah, do your pre-draft you. rankings you, at least. You beat me to it. Yeah. Um all right guys, so what are the that that's it for in terms of just players that I wanted to get out there. We don't want to overwhelm people. This is perfect. We're at the 30 minute mark, which is right where we want it to be for this podcast. We want it to be a quick listen for people to, you know, last minute advice to to kind of hop in and just be familiar with some names that are going to pop up on your draft boards. But I want to get out of here with one final thing, and that would be, what is the key? I want to hear from each of you, and then I'll wrap up. What is the key to winning your fantasy football league or leagues this year? Or What would be your advice to people that are maybe stepping their foot into the fantasy football world for the first time or getting back into it for the first time in a few years? How do you win a fantasy football league starting with you, Dylan? Uh, the key to winning your fantasy football league this year is listening to fantasy podcasts throughout the season. Uh, by deciphering multiple podcasts, there you go. And knowing who to start, who's injured, who to snag off the waiver wire if you can, just remember the team you draft is not the team you will finish with. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. That's a solid piece of advice. The team you draft 
is not the team you will finish with. Brand, I don't even know if I should ask you this question. The key to winning a fantasy football league, but go ahead, share your advice with the, with the listeners. I've won them before. Um, the key is honestly, you know what? This is going to sound stupid, but it's just paying attention. Just, just on Tuesday night. Wow! If that's not calling the kettle black, <laughs> it's just. I mean, sometimes it kind of sucks when you get out to that nice one and four start and it's hard to pay attention, but you can always make, you can back your way into playoffs if your team stinks first, you know, the first six weeks, but just keep paying attention. Like Dylan said, grab the waiver wire stuff. I mean, just Tuesday night, get in there and and make your waiver uh, selections. All right. That's good. Clayton, what about you? Well, Dave, I don't know what the key is because I've never won. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate your honesty. I do. <laughs> no, just, I don't know. Play the waiver wire like those guys said and uh, just hope your team stays healthy. Yeah, health health is like the number one thing I feel like that's just out of your hands. But I would say to, to Dylan's point of the team you draft is not the team you end with, don't get complacent. Like stay, the waivers are one thing. Most people who are actively engaged in fantasy football are checking the waiver wires. But don't get complacent. Like, look at – my advice is after the draft or maybe the first few weeks in the season, start perusing the rosters around your league. See who's heavy on quarterback. Who drafted, like, three or four quarterbacks that did not need to do that and you need a quarterback – Toss them a trade. Like, maybe they need a a running back or someone in the flex position or maybe somebody got hurt. I'm always – like, if a guy gets hurt and they're not on my team, I'm always going to keep a pulse on that because I want to see whose team that player is on and and do they have somebody kind of ready to jump in and and plug into that running back spot or a wide receiver spot, tight end, you name it. I would just say don't get complacent. Keep your pulse on things. Stay active and, and most of all, just have fun. Um, man, I, I personally love fantasy football, and this has been awesome, you guys. I, uh, I I appreciate Dylan, Clayton joining us, man. This is our first time just, like, having some guests on the show. Like, this makes me want to do this way more often. You guys were perfect to, to bring on, so appreciate you. Dude, Was it fun? Yeah, Dylan, did you have fun, I'm man? I'm so excited for this. This is what I want to do every day. Like, love it. Dude, let's go, man. We're going to run this back. What about you, Clayton? Was it fun? You're on mute. mute. (laughs) Man, it was so it was so fun that we left Clayton speechless. He is. (laughs) No, he's trying to unmute right now. Something's going on with his his audio, but uh, we'll have to we'll have to have Clayton back on for talk some Spartan football because he will be the flip side of Dave and I as as the uh, Michigan football fans. He's on the other side of the fence. Man, that, that's a good point. We, we do need to probably do that more. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll be bringing Clayton back and for sure Dylan. Brant, as always, man, it is a pleasure. Thank you for letting me continue the roast of Brant, and uh, I will catch you later this week. We got another pod coming later this week, yeah, right? we'll have one out later this week. And, Dave, let me give you a Garage Takes apology for being 15 minutes late. It's these Sunday drivers out here. I, I do apologize. Apology rejected. We will see you guys <laughs> next time. See ya. Powered by Riverside.